Today, let's talk about truth, facts, reality, and overcoming life's wounds. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Good afternoon, Giant Builders. Our special guest today is Dr. Monica Y. Jackson. Hello, Dr. Monica. How are you? Hello, Lois. I am awesome. And how about you? I'm doing great. So you are a speaker. Um, excuse me. You are a speaker and author of Wounds of Wisdom. And I've heard some really great things about this book. And in fact, Giant Builders, leave a message below and we're going to have a drawing and give away one of Dr. Monica's books. So why did you write Wounds of Wisdom? Why did I write the book? <laughs> That's actually a good question. And the reason why I wrote the book is because um, I'm going to say January, I think it's January 29th of 2021. I lost uh, my major contracts, literally, you know, through COVID and so forth and so on. But losing this last one and the reason that was given to me after having it for literally years was totally unacceptable. And it was just basically was told that you're not meeting expectations. Everyone who knows me knows I operate in excellence. And if there's a business decision that will associate with that, I would have more respect for the individual for giving me the real reason, as opposed to some sugarcoating or, or trying to put your character down. So two days later, you know, here I am, no contracts. And I go, here we go again, because if people read my book, you'll know that I've been through several layoffs, <laughs> you know, through no fault of my own. In fact, five in one year. So two days later, I felt like, and I'm going to say God, because that's who I just feel that it was. It's no other explanation, was literally waking me up for seven days straight writing from literally maybe 3 a.m. until for eight to 10 hours and just pouring out the content of this book. Now I journal by nature. So my life story, so to speak, or things that happen are in my journal. But this was odd because I really wasn't consulting with the journal. Information and things that I had gone through were just flowing. And it was just the oddest thing. It was, you know, I hear different people who are spiritual say that it was God's downloading. I, I don't know. I'm just saying it was, this was just a new experience for me that I had never experienced. Wrote it for, like I said, seven days. Seven days later, the book was written. I did not know it was a book, but as I started reading it, it was so powerful for me. I felt like burdens were released. I felt like there was a release of just this heaviness or this unhappiness, sadness, or, you know, conforming and just a, a, something just came over me. So I sent it to four people, two people who knew me and two who didn't. And the feedback was just unbelievable. I could not believe the feedback that I was getting. And it was kind of scary. So that's actually why I wrote the book. <laughs> Well, that's exciting. But so how, now that it's all published and written, how has it impacted you? You know, the way this, this book has written me, although I wrote this book, but one of the things that really, like, as I speak to people, 
I continue to see that I'm evolving. It's making me more authentic. I don't believe that I discovered my true authentic self until I wrote this book. I also discovered that the world isn't authentic. Most people aren't authentic. We are such a people who are conforming, who go along with, who don't question, who's brainwashed, who's just walked through life doing what we're told to do, what, whatever that is, and it's acceptable. So I found myself in a season of questioning, questioning everything, literally, things I was taught, the way I was raised, the way I do things. And I said, why am I doing these things? What I truly discovered about myself is we really only know what we experience. We accept what we've been taught as beliefs and we've accepted those things. But once your world has been rocked to the core, you question everything and everyone who's ever taught you anything because they're not aligning with their own teachings, whether it's the workplace, whether it's church, whether it's any institution and people in general. You ask people, how are they doing? You are, and you say, oh, I'm not doing well today. You go, oh, okay, I, that's great. People don't even hear you. <laughs> so I have learned to be and embrace my authentic self unapologetically. And that's what this book has done for me. And that's the impact that I see that I and this book is having on others. <laughs> Being authentic. And isn't that kind of unusual thought? It is. Mm -hmm. It really is. And as you start looking over your life, look at how you're raised, what you shouldn't do, what you shouldn't think where you should go to school, who you should marry, how you should marry, how everyone should get married, you supposed to have children, you're supposed to marry this per person, that type of person. And we just accept it. We just, we genuinely just accept it. <laughs> and it's, it's just the oddest thing. Um, I was having a conversation maybe a couple of days ago and we were talking about love. And someone said, why are we seeking love? We are love. If you're authentic, you are. I said, you know what? You have a point. So why are we seeking something outside of us? What's in us will draw what's others to us. And I, I'm literally finding that out. I said, okay, here I am at 58 years old. I, I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs> so how has this book changed the way you get up each morning? What's changed in your mindset? My mindset has changed that I embrace peace. One of the things that I say in my book, it is the last page and I love to read it. And it says, my peace. People don't realize that you can forgive them without speaking to them again. It's not a grudge, it's peace of mind. And anything that disturbs my peace whether it's a person, a place, or a thing, I have a choice not to involve myself in that. So I wake up each day with embracing my peace. 
Now, everything doesn't go great, but again, I still have a choice in how I respond to it. And I'm going to respond because I don't want to go back and say, I wish I had said this, or I wish I had done that. You know, sometimes we keep this little thing of ours closed and sometimes we need to speak up. Sometimes people need to hear what we have to say, good, bad, or indifferent. Because sometimes some things are said that some people can accept and some can't. And sometimes you have to get a little nasty for some people to accept it. <laughs> So what do we do in this age where you're not supposed to hurt anybody's feelings? Well, here's the thing about it. I am not in control of anybody else's feelings. That's first and foremost. Second of all, what hurts one person's feeling may not hurt someone else's feelings. If I'm trying to constantly conform to meet to some someone's feelings, there's nothing I can do. So what I said in the beginning, I am unapologetically authentic I because it. I can only be who I am. Mm -hmm. Now, if I hurt your feelings and I and you bring it to my attention, absolutely, I'm going to address it. I'm going definitely going to address it. Okay, well, this is not what I meant. This is how you received it. This is, um, you know, I apologize if you received it differently. And sometimes we have to be careful with People saying you hurt their feelings with people wear their sleeve, their feelings on their sleeves. And sometimes it's just playing victim. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about Wholeness Academy. Wholeness, Wholeness Academy came about as a result of this book. And initially it was seven different courses, one for each chapter. Friends wounds, over, well, overcoming friends wounds, overcoming workplace wounds, overcoming family wounds, overcoming children's wounds, church wounds, da, da, da. And what I did, I did a survey about a year ago when I wrote this book and surveyed people and asked them which courses they would want. The number one course that people wanted was overcoming church wounds. The second one was overcoming family wounds. And I can relate to that so much because those that were my major wounds, but we keep silence. And so one of the things that I say is my message, mission, and movement is to unsilence the silence, give voice to the voiceless, and encourage individuals to heal. And that's how Coldness Academy came about. What I did was to combine the courses into, I think, four courses now. So you have your profession, overcoming professional wounds, overcoming personal wounds. And because church wounds has been so prevalent with people, overcoming church wounds. And then also with that, you have a journaling portion of that and you can enroll in my How to Self-Publish a Book. Yeah. So <laughs> <just> like <laughs> well, that's a great book. <laughs> um, so... Well, how do people purchase your book? My book is available only on my website at drmonicajackson.com. Okay. And um, there's a reason for that. A lot of people have their books everywhere on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. And I haven't had good experiences with them. In fact, it's just been lots of 
business challenges that I just choose not to involve myself in. Not only that is, I believe my book is vastly different from many books. Yes, I'm an author. I'm trying to sell books, but I'm not trying to sell books, so to speak. I don't want anybody purchasing the book that's not going to read the book. So the book is for people who want to overcome something. And I know a lot of authors say, oh, I want to sell a million copies or the next best, you know, authors, you know, top this or top that. And that's fine. I would love for that to happen. However, that's not my focus. My focus is when I can hear someone read my book in the books and she says, your book stopped me from committing suicide. When someone said, I realized that I wasn't living and I wasn't celebrating myself. I'm learning to celebrate myself. That's the impact that I want to make with this book. And everyone's not ready for that yet. Mm, what a blessing. <laughs> so have you received any resistance from your experience in writing this book? You know, I I I have self-resistance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I would say that because when you're so candid and transparent about things, I don't want to offend anybody. But again, I can't be responsible for how someone receives it. Because if I'm telling truth, my truths, my experiences, no one can negate that. Mm -hmm. You can't give me a scripture that says anything opposite of this. This is a lived experience. So I'm always cautious when I speak with people who are clergy and because I don't want to disrespect them. I don't want to get into a debate and because honestly, they'll lose. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll lose because you can't negate my experiences. You can't negate my feelings, my emotions. There's no scripture that can negate that. Now, I did have only probably one resistance, and I'm going to say it was someone who wanted me to be on their podcast, loved my concept, and I think she was taken aback. She was a new Christian, mm. and like I told her, it wasn't to offend, and I actually told her the fact that she didn't want me on her podcast was already a judgmentalness and also a brainwashing, so to speak, because mm. she's accepted the religious teachings, all of that, but there's also another side and there's reality. And she said, oh yeah, well, I know your book is great, but I think it won't be great for my show. I said, That's fine. And, that, and I was fine with that. But again, it saddened me because we are, like, as I said, we're so brainwashed. We lack critical thinking. We don't think for ourselves. We want to just follow the masses and fit in. But when you speak truth, you're the one who's ostracized. So I have learned to just, like, again, be authentic and be comfortable with what I say. And as long as I'm speaking truth, I'm okay with the resistance. But I have not received any other resistance at all, mm -hmm. at all, clergy or otherwise. Either they're going to, now they may not say it publicly, one did very public actually actually three did i was on three different podcasts with three different pastors and they were very you know just supportive of the book however 
They're not going to go in on a Sunday morning and teach some of the things that I'm saying in this book. Not at all. It's going to impact the business of the church. Ouch. <laughs> so what is the most important thing you hope readers get from your book? I want readers to know that first and foremost, you must learn to love yourself enough to love yourself. Celebrate yourself. You know, if uh, we were, we have never been taught to love ourselves. We are, especially women, we're giving to everyone else. But if you're not well, mentally, physically, or spiritually, you can't give to anyone else. So take the time to love yourself, know yourself, find your authentic self. And that's what I hope this book does for people. Oh, wonderful. Well, we thank you for your time and we'll make sure that your link is below for the book. And remember, Giants, just leave comment in the YouTube or below and we will give away one of Dr. Monica's books to you. Thank you so much for your time and just for your authentic, um, your authenticness. <laughs> Thank you. Thank really you. appreciate your honesty. Thank you. Right. That's the only way to be. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Thanks, Giant Builders. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.